Welcome. Welcome to the Rectify Roundtable. Roundtable. A show all about games and bringing players together with host Scott Anderson. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode two of the Rectify Roundtable. We made it all the way to episode two. Very exciting. I'm super excited about it. I'm your host, Scott Anderson, and thrilled to be back once again. Every time we go live with the show, we're going to attempt to bring you interviews from really interesting and entertaining people. And I think we've managed to do that today. Uh, before we introduce the stars of today's show, I want to remind our viewers that we do encourage participation. Uh, so feel free to send in questions you may have for our guests. You can do that through the Twitch chat. I will be monitoring that. You can also send me a DM on Twitter if that's easier for you, at Scott D. Anderson. And we're going to be doing giveaways. So stay tuned for that, if nothing else. With all that said, let us get to our guests. This pair of Twitch streamers right above me are a part of the Rectify Esports team and both coincidentally look really great in the color purple. Welcome, Pickle and Coyote. How are you guys doing today? I'm good. I feel like I forgot to wear my... I feel like I forgot to wear my rectified jersey today, so that's my bad. You did forget to wear it. Come I can on, go dude. throw it on. Should I just go throw it on or? No, it's too late now. Okay. Yeah, but you're gonna, just going to have to take our word for it. He really does look good in purple, guys. I'm sure you can find it somewhere. But thank you for being on today, guys. And I mentioned at the top that we're encouraging audience participation. And we have a question right off the bat. Coyote, this one's for you. This, is, this came on Twitter from Jerb1521. I'm assuming you probably know who that is. He says, Coyote, why are you always late? Are people saying that my mic is, is destroyed or something? Is my mic sound normal? I mean, oh, no. It sounds normal to me. Oh. People. Maybe. Oh, it's embarrassing. I'm going to go throw my jersey on. Uh, oh, Hold no. On. Hold See, on. You know what? This is what we're going to do. Not a problem. We're just going to start with Pickle. Pickle, is your microphone working fine? Let's Mike go. Mike's fine. great. My, 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 uh, my equipment's way better than Coyote's. Everyone talks about that from time <laughs> to time on Twitch, and it's brought up occasionally and every time I am on interviews with Coyote. All right. Well, I'm I'm getting the thumbs up for Coyote, but we're going to start with Pickle. Coyote, I got your I got a couple questions for you actually coming in just a second. So hold on there. Want to start out with with you, Pickle? Tell us a little bit about what your history is like with gaming in general. When did you start gaming? Was The Legend of Zelda your first game? Like it was for me. What was it like for you? Uh, I first started on Sega, so I'm uh, I'm 31, so I started with some uh, older systems. So I got the Sega Genesis when I was a kid. I probably played as much until I, I wore off all of the, the controllers and, and fell in love with gaming from that spot. And then I transitioned. Uh, first game was actually Sonic. So uh, additionally, Zelda was a little after my time, but uh, well, unless you went Nintendo route, but I went with Sega. So I played a lot of Alex Kidd. I played a lot of Sonic. I played a lot of Toe Jam and Earl, Zombies Ate My Neighbors, those kind of games. And that really jettisoned me into falling in love with gaming and from there i just went from system to system bouncing from like the early stage consoles you know n64 gamecube uh xbox playstation all the way up through you know now i'm on the pc so i'm a big boy put my pants on now very good uh coyotes has your microphone issue been solved i don't i don't know i, I everything looks good from my end so i'm not really sure what's going on all it right. might be chrome we did it. I'm hearing yes. I restarted Chrome. I restarted okay, Chrome. Everyone says it sounds great. We're good. We did it. Everyone's saying it's good. All right. Great. So tell, tell us, tell us, Coyote, what was your history like with gaming when you first started? Uh, man, I was a computer engineer. So when I was like five years old, I, we had a computer. So my dad never let me use it. But sometimes when he wasn't home, I got to sneak in a little bit of time. I played some Age of Empires on it. Some, uh, some SWAT. Uh, but yeah, I started with PC Swat. gaming, and it's what I've stuck with. So, haven't really deviated from the PC path at all, huh? No, I mean I played console for a while too, but I, I've always had a PC. It's just been part of how it goes. All right, uh, good stuff. Well, so let's get back to this question we started with. Well, we tried to start with Coyote. Jerb fifteen twenty one asked, "Why are you always late?" And I guess that applies to your equipment being late for the party too. Why yeah, I don't. I'm not. You know, I I don't think about my stream. I don't think about my stream till it's time for my stream to start. That's the issue. That's fair. You got you got lots to do, man. I understand. I understand that. Yeah, uh, one true Ricky. Drink. 
<laughs> there you go. Uh, Pickle, this one's for you. One true, one true Ricky asks, how much for an hour of the guy on the right's time? I'm assuming you're the guy on the right. That's what it looks like for me. Oh, man. Depends what we're doing, but I'll do anything for five tier one subs. I can confirm that. There you go, man. Yeah, there, there you go. All right. So you guys are on here because <laughs> you are a big part of our Twitch team with Rectify Esports. We're really excited to have you on here. Wanted to get your I wanted to get your background with Twitch in general. How did you get started with Twitch? When did you start streaming? Why is it something you really look to? Uh, give us a little bit of your start with Twitch. Uh, Pickle, we'll start with you. Yeah, I mean, years ago, I mean, we talked a little bit about like tra traversing through gaming and appreciating like growing up gaming. I grew up on a farm and and I I didn't really have a lot to do, so I really fell in love with it there um, because I was kind of forced into it. As I've aged and kind of gone through life and just all of the influences that come, I found that I really have an affinity and appreciation for entertainment, um, whether it's gaming or anything that I was involved with. I always wanted to kind of entertain others. I wanted to make people laugh. I wanted to make people inspired. I wanted to just go through the gamut of, of human emotions there. And I kind of heard about the Twitch thing a couple of years back, about four years ago. I just heard a Twitch and I was like, well, that's really cool because I was trying the YouTube game, recording gameplay offline, editing it, and then posting to YouTube. But what really ended up happening is I heard about Twitch and I heard that this was a really cool way to do everything live and you could broadcast the games and you could, you know, make it your own. And back then the limitations were a lot heavier, but um, I think it became, I wanted to stream because I wanted to kind of hit that pillar of entertainment with making people laugh, but also kind of tying it together with like something I loved in gaming. I think those two were like the big, the big push. And that's kind of why I uh, found myself uh, starting my journey on Twitch. Great. Uh, Coyote, how about you? What got you started with Twitch? Uh, I was just, I, I used to watch a lot of YouTube and I like when PUBG came about, I, a lot of those YouTubers had Twitch channels. So I was like screw it, you know i'll go check out this twitch thing and for a while i just watched people i didn't say anything in chat and i started watching chaco as many of us many of us did at some point and then i ended up being a mod in his chat and being part of twitch being part of this twitch community that was super cool and then like twitchcon 2018 happened i met pickle there i met Chaco there a bunch of twitch a bunch of people on twitch and then twitchcon 2019 was great and then I just I started streaming just as like a side hobby until I found a job, but it, it started off going so well um, that I just really enjoyed it. And I mean, I've I've done it so much over the past year; it's been super cool. So uh, yeah, it's just it's been a cool journey, and I I enjoy doing it. So it's way better than the alternative that I can the alternatives that I can think of with my degree. So what was your degree in? Uh, Master's of Business. Oh, jeez, you can take that anywhere, man. Yeah, yeah, but streaming is better, in my opinion, <laughs> at least for my mental health. No, no, that's fair. Take it from a guy who got a broadcast journalism degree. You don't do a whole lot with that either. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what degrees are for these days. It's really hard to understand at this point. But so tell me a little bit about what the beginning of your streaming career was like. I, you know, you'll hear stories all the time about getting on the grind and it really being, you know, difficult for that first, you know, X amount of time. What was it like for you guys getting started with Twitch? And when did you feel like you really started hitting your stride uh, with streaming? Uh, Coyote, how about you start? Uh, for me, honestly, I was super fortunate. And Pickle's laughing because he knows. I was, I was super fortunate because like, I knew Pickle and like people from Chaco's community knew me and from other communities knew me. So like for me, like compared to like a lot of other people who started on Twitch, I got lucky. Um, it wasn't great. I was still averaging like 10 viewers in the first like month, but that that's a, that's a lot for someone starting on Twitch. So, um, I was super fortunate to know people on Twitch and the start for me, wasn't as hard, but, uh, I put so much work in after streams. I would stream for eight hours and spend five more hours until 4am just working on stuff to try to get my stream going. So it was, it was a huge grind, but I'm, I'm thankful for the people I had around me for when I started, it made things much more easy. That's great. Pickle, how about you? Uh, for me, it sucked. <laughs> I'm the exact <laughs> opposite. Like, Coyote had an awesome community uh, that he had kind of fostered in networking, just being a mod, just being involved in all of our streams and being a viewer that was, like, highly respected and really fun to be around and sometimes would play with us and, and all of the people around um, that you see now in his community. 
Um, so he had a nice jettison of networking prior, whereas like I started from scratch and I, I would rather start his route. Trust me, trust me, I would. But um, I was just begging my friends to watch. Like I had watched some other streamers and I'd watch YouTube videos on like, how do you get better and how do you get off zero? And, you know, it, I was honestly half of my mods that are here today, like in my chat were people that I used to call up and be like, dude, I'm streaming tonight. Can you please just turn on your computer? And like half of them were like, what's a Twitch? Like, what is it? I don't know. I don't know what this is. And I'm like, just turn it on, mom, turn this on, just put this on. And then slowly but surely scaling up the logarithm helped me a little bit. But I think I really got my stride because I make merchandise on the side for a lot of uh, big YouTubers and big uh, Twitch streamers, football players, all kinds of stuff. And so my full time job being that I was inundated with all these influencers really let me kind of start to launch and, and primarily Chaco and I will always share the Chaco Taco bond. I made Chaco's merch and he was really one of the first people that rather than hide me behind the scenes and say like, this is my merch guy, but we don't talk about him. Like I want people to pretend that I make the merch. You know what I mean? Like the influencers would say that or think that Chaco brought me to the forefront. Cause he didn't want to answer any questions about like shipping and returns and stuff. So he was, so I became like a, a more of a merch guy and at the forefront and you know, he, he still says it to this day. Like he just, he was happy to give me a pl platform. He helped put me over, but he did it because he really liked the product and believed that I had some talent. So it was a mix of uh, hard work and uh, knowing the right people, kind of like Coyote and Y2. Awesome. That's great. So we've got another question. And sorry to say, this one's actually for me, guys, from Spud Assassin. Is that a baby gate behind you, Scott? And if so, which baby is on which side? Uh, yeah, that is a baby gate behind me. I am a father of three kids. <laughs> And uh, Pickle, I know you have one kid, two kids of your own. So you, you two, understand two this, right? You, yeah, two kids. You understand the gate to keep kids away from your stuff. I don't have like an office or anything. So I had to set up a baby gate to keep all the kids out. It's amazing. You can build barriers. Like you could build something <laughs> that's way more difficult to get around and they would just yank it down. But you put like a fence of that and they're like, I don't want to touch this. I don't know what's going yeah, on. It, this thing's wild. Yeah, and the way to open it is so confusing that I actually just step over it instead of bother trying to open it myself. So, yeah, there you go, Spud Assassin. That's the story. Uh, so moving on, I real quick, I just want to say we're going to do our first giveaway in about five minutes, it looks like. So be ready for that, kids. Giveaway time soon. Next question for you guys. How long after you started streaming did you decide this is what I actually want to do with my life? I know you talked about how you kind of got started and when you got rolling, but when did you decide, okay, like this is my job. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to devote all of my extra time to this. Uh, when, when was that for you in your journey with Twitch pickle? Uh, truthful answer. There's two parts. One, when I was able to make impact with what I was doing, um, I, I have a lot of, uh, I have a lot of love for the grind being and coyote does too. Like we both have a lot of appreciations cause we haven't made it. Like we're not giant streamers, but we're, we're making a dent. Right. So like one was like the ability to help others and two was money. Like I have a full-time job and I can't justify like sp spending time here with two kids and doing all this stuff. If there wasn't any kind of revenue stream coming in too, like it's a lot, it's a lot harder to, to rationalize all those hours and stuff. But uh, I'd say it's a mixture of those two things. Uh, impact was being created, like a, an influence, but an impact as well. And then money, like there, it just has to be there. Like Coyote wouldn't be doing it either. If, if it wasn't any kind of income, he'd have to go look for, you know, full-time stuff. All right. Yeah. Coyote, how about you? When was that for you? Yeah. I mean, to get the obvious thing out of the way, I mean, I don't, I don't have any other income outside of Twitch. So obviously the money has to work. That's, that's pretty obvious, but um, sometime in like March, I remember like just ending one of my streams and like uh I just was like damn this is super cool like we had like a like I had a super good day of PUBG a chat was flowing uh like there was so much support so many subs like I was just like perplexed and I just said from that point on I was like I'm gonna grind this and I'm gonna make it work because like I I mean I, I want to and I have to and that was you know when little bits of covid were coming through and i was like i want i want to make this work now because the alternatives don't sound very good with what's going on in the world um and then we had like this charity stream we raised a crap ton of money and i was like okay uh my plan after my master's was to go into the nonprofit industry and if my way to make a dent in that industry is to do charity streams 
and they work as well as the one I just did worked, uh, then I was like, this can, I can make what I thought I was going to do and what I am currently doing work. So those two things came together and I was like, okay, I'm going to grind this. And it's, it's been like seven, eight months later and it's been uh, really solid. So. Awesome. Yeah, that, that's great. I, it, I'm always encouraged to hear from guys who, you know, they do that grind. They make that decision. I mean, it's, it's gotta be a scary decision. It's about coyote. I mean, you talked about, this is like your one way of making money. That's gotta yeah. be a really scary decision to be like, okay, I'm going to throw myself out there. You know, I, I did all this schooling. I paid all this money for this degree. Yeah. Um, and yet here I am, I'm going to do something completely different. That, that yeah. had to be pretty scary for you. Right. Oh yeah. It was terrifying. But like, it's worked out so well, like for me so far. And I mean, the goal, I think, of every Twitch streamer who's going to do this full time is diversifying your income. And that's always something that all the time I'm thinking about. I have spreadsheets and Google Docs about it. Like, I'm always thinking about ways to diversify my income. If one goes down, I have another. So only fans. Oh, of course, of course. Uh, yeah, it's it's, it's just how it works, right? You're, you're trying to trying to make money as what you pays as possible. Um, and that's that's how that's how it goes. Awesome. Well, we're going to do our first giveaway right now. Uh, are any of you guys uh, golf fans? Masters? Did you watch the Masters? Interesting. That's, you guys all, that's all. all pickle right there. Yep. Oh, it's all pickle. Okay. Okay. Well, we're, we're going to be giving away golf with your friends. Solid Ooh. game. It's on, it's on Steam. I think it's a lot of that's fun. That's a fun game. That's yeah. a fun game. I, I have it. I like it. Okay, great. Well, there you go. Guys, you heard it from them. It's a fun game. We're giving it away. The keyword fun is... Game. The keyword is heck, H-E-K. Nice. Heck, oh, H-E-C-K. Ty's got some typing issues. All right. Heck is the keyword. Typing issues. If you want... Oh, there you go. If you want to participate in the giveaway, type heck, H-E-K, H-E-C-K in the chat. There you go. And we're going to do that drawing in just a minute here. All right. So, and interestingly enough, this was a question that came from the chat, but it was... In fact, the next question that I had on my list to ask you guys. So here we go. This is from WLK Walker Evans. There you go. Walker Evans, the question for both of you, do you have a guilty pleasure game that you play off stream that you would never play on stream? <clears throat> Golf with friends is excluded. Uh, yeah. Pickle. Yeah, uh, yeah, Pickle. Yeah, Pickle. I play uh, Divinity 2 a lot, and it's really like uh, it's a turn-based multiplayer game. And it's really slow paced and it's just something uh, I just don't think that uh, I get a lot of viewers watching, but I, I have a guilty pleasure in loving to play it every weekend with a couple of my best friends. Nice. I, uh, I will second that. I've also played Divinity 2 and uh, I'm definitely a fan, but I'm not quite sure how that would translate well on stream. So yes, right. I agree with that. Uh, Coyote, what about you? Well, uh, post-COVID, without being able to hang out with my friends IRL, my friends and I love to play console, and we all we only play sports games IRL. This was obviously pre-COVID. Uh, but post-COVID, uh, Siege is a game I love playing offline. It's a game uh, I think I'll probably stream in the future at some point if I get a partner, but I really do enjoy it. I was literally playing it before this podcast, and I'm probably going to play it after. So it's, it's a really good game. <laughs> Me and I too. Love it. I was playing it too. <laughs> Awesome. Nice. Well, well, there you go, Walker. And thank you for the question. Uh, congratulations goes to Maya Ritala, who has won our giveaway of golf with your friends. Um, I will be reaching Ooh. out to you after this, after the stream's over to send you the code for steam. So congratulations. Moving along. This is a question that I am going to be really interested to hear, especially from pickle. Who's seems like he's been gaming since he was born. Uh, do you enjoy gaming as much now as when you first started? Pickle. Yeah. yeah, I still love it. Uh, uh, when I first started, the experiences are new. Um, the experiences are based on like content that's thrown at you and being introduced to new characters and all kinds of things like that. Um, I think that's amazing, but as I've gotten older and things have become a little less uh, extravagant, the more you see it, you become a little bit more uh, desensitized to different new you know, experiences, your dopamine, whatever. Uh, I will say this, like the social aspect of it now is amazing. Like uh, being able to hang with friends and do all kinds of uh, uh, group activities in a way and, and just to hang out in a new post-COVID kind of era. And, and just as you grow and aren't able to leave the house with kids or aren't able to do so many things, 
um, deciding way to uh, to be able to reconnect, and I, I I look forward to it a lot. Yeah, how about you, Coyote? Oh, it's 100% social. I mean, I mean, not 100%, but it's pretty close. I mean, like games wouldn't be fun if you didn't have friends to play with. Like 100%. I don't, I don't play single player games ever. I've never been a single player person. It's always been about playing with friends, hanging out, and I mean, during these times, it's uh, it's a godsend for a lot of people to have video games. So I have not, I have not lost any love for video games, even after streaming so many hours every month. I, I still enjoy it as much as I did when I was a kid. So. Awesome. Yeah. And that kind of leads into the next question. Both of you are streaming a lot of PUBG and I, I don't know if you guys can estimate how many hours you've played PUBG or stream PUBG, but talk a little bit about how, when you have one game that you're really sort of an expert on that you're streaming all the time, that you're interacting with the community all the time. Uh, what is that like to be a part of that community? And again, how do you sort of, keep the experience with a game like that fresh, even after hundreds and hundreds of hours of playing the same game. Coyote, what about for you? Uh, with PUBG, I, th I think one of the cool parts is like every game is a different experience. Um, I've, I, I have memories of games that way before I started streaming from like 2017 of like just crazy endings or like intense moments or whatever, hilarious moments. Uh, and I think that's, for me, a lot of the appeal with PUBG and why I got hooked on it in the first place. I mean, I have over 5,000 hours, but I still in, I still enjoy it a ton. Um, and to have the, to be able to, I mean, the number one thing is to be able to have those experiences with, like, chat or people you're playing duos with or squads with. Like, it's, I mean, I, I before I was a streamer, I still remember some crazy moments Chaco had that didn't relate to me at all, but were, like, just super funny. So I think that that is the uniqueness of PUBG. Like I, every game is different and it's never the same. So I think yeah, that's the uniqueness you? too of the content creators, man. Like, like that's the re reason like I is so successful is because he's a really good player. And so when really good players get uh, so many hours under their belt, the comfortability of like doing different stuff is out there. So like you'll see Coyote like doing like backflips, trying to like, you know, head scope these guys from like 400 yards and like that's that's his way of like adapting content over thousands and thousands of hours and you'll see guys like me who rely more on just being goofy and like dying is okay like it's less it's less emphasis on the wins i kind of think it's more emphasis for me like on having a good time and just partying a little bit and like being goofy and not being upset too much about your own mistakes um like my adaptation is like it's a lot of chat, it's a lot of interaction, it's a lot of entertainment, it's a lot of like goofing off and memeing. Um, and Coyote's just doing the same thing in his own way. We're just memeing in different ways and and trying to keep the content lighthearted and fresh because the communities we developed. Uh, to be honest with you, the people that stick around don't really care if we get wins as much as uh, the people that kind of come in for a little bit. So a lot of the time, you know, you're working on building your community as much as you are at improving the game. Uh, just add on to that. I mean, it's like PUBG allows you to do that. It allows you to be creative in your own way. I think that's one of the unique part. I mean, there are days where Pickle and I won like uh, like six, seven, eight games in a stream, and there are times where we won like one, but we spent the entire time killing each other for bits and subs. So that, I think that's the uniqueness of PUBG is you could do whatever you want with it on any given day. So awesome, yeah. That's one of the things that I think is great about gaming. I Unlike, unlike you, Coyote, I love single player games. Maybe it's because I spent a lot of time by myself as a kid. Who knows? But I love single player games. I love the stories they tell. Um, and it's great to sort of escape into those different kinds of stories with single player games. And for me, what was great, it's like uh, it was for me, it was like rewatching a show that you really like. Right. Like for me, like The Office or Friends or New Girl or a lot of other shows, I can rewatch over and over again. Um, I pick up little different things, you know, here and there, and it just makes for a great experience. And for single single player games, that was a lot of what it was for me. Um, so, yeah, it, you know, it's that's just, again, what's great about gaming. You can spend a lot of time on one thing, you know, even though you may have felt like you've seen everything there is to see. I always feel like there's something new. and. Uh, in watching you guys play PUBG, like you were talking about, the social aspect is one thing, but again, it's just about having those uh, different kind of moments where you can share that with your audience and, you know, experience something together like that. And I think that's great. And, you know, one of the reasons why we love having you guys as a part of the team. Um, got a question from Vikendi Best Map. Mr. Pickle, 
very formal. Do you think trolling is a problem on Twitch? If so, how significant do you think the issue is? I'm not quite sure if this is a troll in and of itself, but it kind of feels like that a paradox. This whole thing's a paradox. Kind of feels like that a little bit. Oh, but uh, no. still, let's pretend this is a valid question and it's serious. Pickle, what do you think? I think it's a good question. Uh, you know, I, I uh, if the question is about stream sniping, you know, I, I'm not a big fan of stream sniping. Like in the beginning, it was kind of cool because you were growing and stuff. But then if you let it happen, it opens Pandora's box, and then you get these jerks that want to like stream snipe and stuff. So, I think there's a there's a balance between like trolling a little bit and then taking it too far where you're starting to like affect the content and stuff like that but i mean for me i'm a lot more laissez-faire so some days i'll feel this way and the next day i won't give a shit if there's a stream sniper so i'm a terrible person to ask because i'm guilty of these i'll stream snipe coyote all day i don't care so it's terrible all right, well then let's ask mr <laughs> coyote what his opinion is of this I, <laughs> what do you I, think man literally my twitch chat is a constant just blast of trolling me the entire time as you could probably tell you can see them right now it's literally this the, whole interview in has been entire, a troll like if you read the entire thing? experience <laughs> no, guys I, I fell in love with reading my chat trolling me i fell in love with That's twitch streaming since i was experience. younger and I, I had this terrible accident that somebody's like look at your floors pickle they're dirty i'm like that's what you glean from <laughs> me saying like i had a terrible accident and wanted to game I know. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. It's hard to keep a straight face when I'm reading the chat. So I'm, I'm doing my best. They're they're crazy. I know. <laughs> Milkbag's no, no, first no. thing in my formal interview. Milkbag's first thing he said out of his mouth was, "I followed Pickle because I thought I could get a discount on Choco merch." What the? F <laughs> Milkbag's. <laughs> I mean, at least he was being honest. I guess. Right? I guess. I hate the, I hate the honest honesty. But no, right, well, let's move on. We'll, we'll, we'll move on away from the trolls. We don't, we don't want to stick for too long. Uh, what do you guys enjoy doing most when you're away from the camera? Either of you can take uh, this. Take this one and go. Shoot. Is anyone doing anything? Is any full-time streamer doing anything outside of streaming during Sleeping. these times? I'm, I'm not, I'm not doing question. anything lately. I mean, nothing's going on. I, I lately... I, as of post COVID, I've, I've been spending a lot of time just either watching Twitch or watching YouTube. I like when I'm not streaming, I, I like to watch my friends play. Uh, I still love watching PUBG. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's typically what I do these days. Uh, maybe one day I'll go outside, but staying outside with my Twitch, with my chat here, they're all going to troll me and be like, oh, you're not going to go outside. Yeah, for me, I, I mean, I have two kids, so like if I'm not streaming, I'm either working on the business, like my full-time job, or I'm looking, watching kids. And then in the free time, like in those windows and stuff like that, like I, I love to watch my friends play. And one of the things I like to do is like, to be honest with you, is to go to channels and give them advice and help them with their questions, because it was questions and information that I didn't have readily available when I started. So um, kind of like Coyote's mission for charities and things like that, I try to... Um, Take a smaller form uh, of impact and, and help streamers who are struggling or like I like all my equipment as I've upgraded, I send it to other people. So there's a lot of people that have my old equipment. Awesome. No, that, that's great. Um, <laughs> Nick, 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 not a question, but a comment. Hi, Scott. Hi, friends. Hi, Nick, Nick, Nick. Thanks for saying hi. We appreciate hi, that. Hi, Nick. Our next giveaway, Nick, 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 and everyone else. I'm kind of rooting for him, though. Jeez, I, I hope he wins. Uh, ukulele in the Impossible Lair. It's a single-player game. <laughs> nice. Sorry, Coyote. But uh, it's, also, it's a good game, also. Uh, this is also a Steam game. So if you guys are interested in winning ukulele in the Impossible Lair, type in Pockle. Ty, Pockle? Are you, just, are you having a rough time spelling things? No, it's Pockle. It's correct. Pockle? No, it's correct, okay. yeah. P-O-C-K-L-E, pickle but with a no. Type that in. Uh, I, I actually don't know if it started yet. But that's, that's, a, uh, that, that's a flash forward. There it is. Now it starts. Pockle is the keyword. While pockle. we're running... Uh, pockle. While we're running that giveaway, a um, bit of a serious question for you guys. How do you balance your work life, which can seem all-consuming at times, with your home life? Coyote, let's start with you. Uh, it's, uh, it's, I'm not gonna lie, it's been a super hard struggle the last, like, especially like the last couple months doing that. I feel like all the time I'm thinking about my stream all the time. It's like there's mix of like my life is currently my stream. And I mean, that's partially because of COVID and 
like I, I just I, there's not much else to do but yeah it, it is a huge struggle to balance that um and it, i'm not gonna lie it's something i'm still trying to work on i'm still trying to get used to it um but i i know when COVID is over i i feel like that balance will be a lot better um but it's just one of those things right now with everything going on i just it's super hard to uh to try to to try to make a life outside right now so yeah he's not unique to that situation i think that's why we huddle together a lot of us streamers are really uh immensely close behind the scenes because the truth of the matter is like there's a lot of mental toll that it takes like this is the no fun side of twitch um it's a really tough you're 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 not attending events that you wish you could you're not uh going to these certain other days off that you wish you could have or visiting friends or going to see people or you know families in town but you got to cut it short because you got to go to this or you you can't make the arrangements you wish you could or, or it's on the back of your mind because you're in a partner push or something like coyotes kind of in um there's just a lot of strain and a lot of mental toughness that goes into this and that's for me i, I lack a lot of sleep like if i don't if i work a full-time job i come home i feed the kids i cook i put the kids in the uh, bathe the kids put them to bed then i start my stream for five hours and then I sleep and get up at six. So like I really I run on no sleep, but but the the appreciation for this far surpasses it. But everything Coyote said is like super true. It's like, dude, it's so mentally draining to like your mom's in town. And you're like, yeah, but I can only hang out from twelve to four. You know, like having that little strenuousness on it, it it sucks. But um, you know, it's the the appreciation that you get outside of it is is really is really positive too. So it's a really tough balance. But like he said, once COVID goes, then it'll, it'll be a lot easier. Yeah, I mean, I know that balancing work life and home life in general is super difficult. Um, you know, I work a regular full time job. I leave the house around eight in the morning. I get back here around six at night. And then, I mean, kind of like you said, Pickle, it's, you know, feed the kids, get them ready for bed, bait the kids, whatever. And then by the time you're done with all of that, it's, you know, eight thirty, nine o'clock. You know, I'm, I'm married, spend time with the spend time with the wife. And, you know, what, what else do you do? And it's hard to think about trying to fit in, you know, a hobby, right? With all of that, um, you know, much less spending enough time to, you know, really like we talk, like we've been talking about, do that Twitch grind, get that uh, push to partnership that you guys have been talking about. And, you know, it really is something that, you know, I think for just the casual person who tunes into a Twitch stream, you know, they're just thinking about, oh, I want to see have a little bit of entertainment for 15, 20 minutes, whatever, uh, during my lunch break, and then, you know, get back to work myself. But, um, you know, it, it's hard to understand that a lot of the people you see on Twitch, um, at least, you know, around this level that we're talking right now, they're working outside of, you know, all these hours they spend. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it really, I think, should give a lot of uh, appreciation for you guys and what you're able to do to create this amount of entertainment for people and then, you know, continue to at least <laughs> at least attempt to live lives outside of the stream. Um, it kind of leads into the next question, too. Uh, Pickle, uh, you are partnered with Twitch. What was that push like for you? What was the journey to attaining partnership with Twitch? It sucked, dude, and I don't wish it upon anyone else. And unfortunately, my buddy Coyote is going through the exact same thing. Uh, it's a culmination of okay, so like you you make this run, right, and you're on the home stretch of the run, and you literally can't stop running. Like before, you could before you could walk a little bit, and you could take breaks, and you could get some water, and you could relax. But this last month, two months, three months jet, like you you can't stop. You're playing the same game same hours you're putting probably more hours in more mental stress more time more effort you're constantly worried about your numbers you're constantly worried about people you're con constantly worried if they're going to come back or if you're going to if like you just can't think about anything else but the push and unfortunately it sucks but um it is what it is on the home stretch and and they say the home stretch is like they usually when people say that it's like a connotation like we're on the home stretch now the toughest is over it's false. Like the easier part was when you could just be like, oh, wow, we had a 70 viewer a day. Oh, wow, 110 a day. Great. But when it starts being like a really analyzed piece of yes or no, check the box type thing, it becomes uh, a lot more strenuous, a lot, I'll be honest, less fun. And uh, you feel trapped. Um, but it is, it is what it is. And it is a path to partnership. Yeah, Coyote, uh, like we've talked about a couple of times, you're <laughs> in the middle of this right now. Hopefully you'll be hearing back about it 
pretty soon. Uh, talk to us a little bit about that. What has it been like for you? Um, what kind of keeps you going through this whole uh, push that you're making? Yeah, uh, it, it's. I think the the one the one thing that is most frustrating is being so focused on this one stupid number called average viewership like you're i just like all you do all stream is like look over and look at your average look at your number of viewers look through like what your viewership is at the end of your stream if i get this many viewers the next day what's my average going to be at is my if my if i'm getting less than a certain number should i stop my stream should i stop now before it keeps going down should i keep straight like that's happened to me so much and i think the uh it is definitely strenuous, you know, because like, uh, dude, can I afford to miss a stream? Well, on these days, I get better viewership, so I should probably stream that day. I can't take that day off. Or on this day, I get less viewership. Should I consider not streaming? It's just like uh, all these questions run through your head. Oh, I can't really play another game right now because I get less viewers playing a different game. So I'm just have to stick with one game until I get it. Uh, so, yeah, it is super strenuous. I mean, but like, I mean, it's part of the grind and it's worth it in the end. Uh, it's obviously just one step in being a Twitch streamer. I mean, partner is super important, but like you got to uh, partner. It's just like you get a partner and there's still a journey after being partner too. Um, so wanting to get to that goal and reach it um, and thinking about also what after that, because, you know, it doesn't stop, you know, you don't, you don't stop. That's the other thing. Like it's, it keeps going on if you're doing this full time and there's more to it after you get partner and there's higher expectations of you too when you're partner. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a lot to think about and it's, it weighs heavily on your mind until you get to that point. So, uh, it's, we'll, we'll see. I will see end of this month and beginning of next month. We'll see. Awesome. Well, we're getting a lot of support for you in the chat. So I howdy. appreciate them. Well, I appreciate them there. when they're not trolling me. <laughs> <laughs> let's get there. Uh, real quick. Just want to announce, uh, milk bags. Actual appears to be the winner of mm -mm, ukulele. Mm -mm, I won that. Player. I won that. I Go want backs. All right. Well, they rerolled. I'll, I'll let I'll let Ty sort that out. Ty already rerolled. I'm, I'm not in charge. I, I want to take this way. interview to let you guys know I'm officially leaving Rectify. I've been taking uh, a long. <laughs> he stole from me. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, it's a real downer to get near the end of this uh, thing. But uh, let's just hope that's not true. We'll try and talk that's you out true. of it. Uh, we, we got a we got a couple more questions uh, before we close out here. Um, Boy, a lot of it has been sort of kind of stressful, difficult things with Twitch. And if you're talking about that, you're talking about DMCA for sure. Uh, it's been a bit of a debacle the last couple of weeks. I think you both can oh agree. Uh, how has it affected the two of you and what are you doing to try and prevent uh, further problems with it? And, and also, like, what sort of communication mm. have you received from Twitch regarding DMCA stuff? Pickle, you seem to really appreciate this question. Let's start with you. Well... I think the obvious thing is I mute my in-game audio, and that's what everyone should do. <laughs> when you stream, if you don't mute your in-game audio, you're susceptible to the DMCA. So take it seriously, chat, okay? <laughs> We're talking to you guys, all right? If you play video games, mute your in-game audio. It only makes sense. Okay, second question. Communication, we've had none. That's it. We're done. I deleted all my clips, Scott. I deleted all my clips. I deleted everything, Scott. It's all gone. Look, man, I'm, I'm not in charge of this. I'm merely asking the question. I'm Scott, not going to... I deleted you know, everything, and I, don't make I the still might get it. I don't make there's the a decisions. public server that has a bunch of my Twitch clips and all my VODs on it. So I don't know if the RIA is going to come knocking. It's now? Later? <laughs> Never? I don't know. I don't know, Scott. Uh, it's... It's a very massive issue that could take up a podcast that lasted 24 hours. Hey, right. Hey, is your is your in-game audio muted right now, Coyote? Oh, no. Right now. It is okay. I think I think one thing every Twitch streamer. Okay, let me just say this. It's been an it's been absolute chaos, and I think a lot. What the thing? What Pickle's talking about specifically by you know making fun of Twitch is like I think for a lot of Twitch streamers, we just want Twitch to like kind of be on our side and be more communicative about what's going on yeah like I, it it doesn't really feel at least from my point of view that twitch is on our side like they're just kind of like they're just kind of going through the motions and they've ignored a lot of warning signs about this from the past and there's been so much going on with this and it's been such uh, it's been for every twitch streamer it's been super complicated i mean i haven't played any copyright music in like five months 
but it might not matter anyways. Uh, I deleted everything. I went back and deleted everything I could find with any kind of music in it. And this is the thing. Almost, almost every Twitch streamer played copyrighted music at some point because everyone did it. Like, it was just normal. No one... Twitch never came out at any point explicitly said, hey, you guys all got to stop this. You're all screwed. Like, Twitch right. kind of ignored the problem for a long time, and now it's it's kind of all on our doorsteps now, and uh, who knows what the future is going to hold we can't even figure out yeah, what doc got banned, so we're not going to probably figure out any kind of clarity on DMCA, you know? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, so you know, this is this is an issue not just with Twitch, right? Like, this is something anyone who's streaming needs to worry about this, um, or uh, not worry about it. They need to keep it in mind. Let's say, um, what what advice would you give to people who are streaming? I, and you know, mute your in-game audio, right? But like, no. seriously, what, what sort of what, what sort of advice would you give for people who are, you know, this this is a problem for a, a lot of people. I think especially a lot of people who have creative streams, right? Like where they're drawing, where they're doing, you know, things that music is a big part of that. What, what are your guys opinion on that? I mean, my expect my advice would probably not be, first of all, like with knowing what I know about Twitch and everything I've been through and and all the, the highs and the lows, like DMCA is the least of my worries. I would tell them, look, there's a lot of information available now about how you can counter it. There's plenty of playlists you can find on Spotify of people that have put out music that you can play in the background. That's great. Um, do your research. There's like five games. A lot of streamers are putting out res resources that allow you to dog just came downstairs sorry uh there's a lot of resources available to you now that streamers have kind of dug and found out and just said like hey here's what you can do here's what you can't do don't play tony hawk don't play the music on grand theft auto like it's very it's very black and white now unfortunately we had to figure it out ourselves i think my advice for someone who's streaming would be to hedge expectations i think that that is my number one piece of advice is hedge your expectations do not come in thinking you're going to have 20 viewers the first day and if you do because people are excited for you do not think that that is a constant, that that is a median, like that there are pops, there's ebbs, there's flows. And so we really focus on mental health and Coyote takes a big stance on it. I take a big stance on it. We're there for each other a lot because this is hard. And if you don't have the right expectations coming into it, you can get hurt and you can get hurt really bad thinking that your life is based on a number. Coyote's going through it right now. Even as all he knows, he's so smart, he's sharp, master's degree, he is still held to a number right now that that stupid partner checklist, right? Like we all know he's partnered, yeah. but he's held to this dumb number, right? But the problem is people, he's been in it for four years. He's, or he's been in for years or seen it for years. People that come in that don't know that they run into these, these expectations that they don't know are hedged and they can get hurt uh, very badly mentally uh, thinking their life is based on some kind of stupid logarithm. Yeah. Coyote, do you want to add to that? Like what, what is your opinion there? Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I think we all want, I mean, we all do it. We all watch streamers like in the tab man and ninja or whatever. And we think like, Oh, that's super cool. I want to be like that. You know, I mean, even, even us adults do think like that too. And to have those kinds of expectations are rough. I mean, like I, the, the chances of becoming a full-time streamer and making it are so little. And I think the other problem is it's a lot of, a lot of things, a lot of Twitch streamers go through is complacency. Like, hey, like, oh, man, I'm doing like um, doing so well right now. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. But it's it's just like anything you ever want to do, you have to keep improving. It's ne it never ends. You can't just, you know, just do the same exact thing every day for a year and expect something to magically happen and to get magically good. And it's it's a lot of continuing to improve and thinking about how you can improve and trying to get better. Um and you gotta ha you gotta have a support network because this, this stuff sucks sometimes. You gotta have people around you who are gonna be there, who are gonna be like, yeah, like who are gonna be able to understand your problems. Because for a lot of people, they look at you and they're like, oh man, you play video games for a living. What could go wrong? Like it's great. Like what what's the issue? And you know there are things behind the scenes that people don't really understand, and it's hard to explain that because it just seems like you're kind of complaining. But there are definitely people out there like you know Pickles, one of those people who understand what's going on, like what's going on in the background when you're a Twitch streamer. So uh, having those people is is great. And yeah, that's, that's what I gotta say about that. No, that's great. I mean, you know, certainly I think it's important to let people know, you know, it's not, it's not common. Like you said, it's really easy to, you know, tune into Ninja, tune into Tim the Tap Man, whoever, whoever it is that you see at the top of your, um, 
at the top, top of the viewer list all the time and just saying, oh, like they're just playing a game. They're just interacting with their audience. It's a piece of cake. But yeah, I mean, there's there's a long there's a long road to that. And just like with anyone who is any any sort of professional, you know, it takes a lot of time. It takes getting the right breaks. It takes, you know, getting the right people in your corner. It takes being, you know, in the right place at the right time and, you know, giving that sort of advice to people who are starting out or, you know, trying to improve their stream, I think is super helpful. Um, so we're coming to the end here. If you guys have any questions uh, in the Twitch chat that you want to ask, now is the time to really put those in there. Uh, Iliopolis, no, I'm not a streamer. Uh, you asked the question. I'm not a streamer. I have a Twitch channel, but I haven't streamed in I haven't streamed in a couple of years. Uh, life life gets in the way, right? And uh, I, I just haven't gotten there. Sorry, guys. Um, I want to end with something though, a little bit lighter. Uh, we've been talking pretty serious. I mean, it, <laughs> it is it's it's uh, it's a serious discussion that we've had. But for you guys, what do you love about being a part of Twitch? And what do you love about your own communities? Coyote, we'll start with you. Uh, having a completely separate social network that has its own culture and develops in a way that is like, like, it, like someone can show up in my chat any day they want and become part of my community. And I love that. I mean, it, it doesn't matter what, like, as long as you're, you know, you're, you're nice and you're supportive and you support other people in the channel, anyone can be a part of my community. And I love that about Twitch. I love that a lot about Twitch. Um, and uh, what was the other part of the question? Uh, your community. So what do you love about your community? Oh, oh, I mean, even though they like to sit here and troll me in every single way possible, like, uh, the coolest thing about them is they, they, they actually support each other, like, outside of my stream in my discord they play games with each other and it's super cool to see i like i legitimately love seeing that uh they're super they so many people like i've seen so many people become friends with each other just from like meeting each other in my stream and that is like one of the coolest things like absolutely one of the coolest things to see uh to see people like networking just because they happen to come across me just streaming uh i think that is super cool and i know a lot of them are Friend, have become friends outside of my channel and that's super cool for me so yeah pickle how about you yeah it's a lot of the same i mean dude we have the pleasure to meet so many cool people who bring so many neat perspectives who just like not only teach us as we go but we get to entertain and create these social connections like coyote said it's it's honestly it's amazing man um it's a way to make impact. It's a way to help people through issues. I mean, we, we didn't just sign up to stream. Um, we signed up to help other people too. I think that's why Coyote and I connect too. Like there's a lot of things that happen offline. A lot of people, like I write, my thing is I write letters. I write letters to people and let them know what I think and how I feel about them. And just real things that I try to foster, you know, like we, we are, we're very tech heavy. We're very text heavy. We're very much connected to this Twitch thing. But for me, it's like, I like to connect with people and I like to learn how they tick and I like to answer their, their, their problems, or at least offer advice if I feel like I'm, I'm capable of doing so. So for me, it's, it's, it's deeper than that. It's like these huge friendships of, of another social network that Coyote said. I mean, these people aren't just viewers. Like people say, it's like a true bond of like, just a support system it's people you think of even though you're not online it's just it's it runs a lot deeper and um it's it's unlike any experience and that's i think in 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 summary that's why we give those hours if it sucks we're stressed we may not want to stream we may have had a shit day we may have gotten in trouble at work we may have had to fire somebody we may have had to you know have a tough discussion with our family we may have to do whatever but we put it all aside because we want to be there for a lot of people um because it is gratifying to to help and to to laugh and to love and to 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 learn and, and to cry and whatever you you know you feel in your communities but you do all that in a day and that's a that's a hell of a day awesome yeah no uh, well said um i want to end there but i we had one last quick question that really has me intrigued uh this is from one true ricky for both of you what's your favorite cereal Oh no! This issue is this is. Uh... I don't want to talk about this. Somebody's oh gonna, no! Somebody's gonna say Reese's Puffs. I'm gonna I'm gonna just leave the stream. <laughs> Reese's Puffs. Uh, it's Reese's Puffs. It's Reese's Puffs. 
<laughs> it just is. Ricky knew what he was getting into. He Ricky knew exactly it's what such he was a bull, into. That's such a bad cereal choice. Number no, one all-time Mount Rushmore of cereal is Reese Puffs. It doesn't taste like Reese's or Puffs. It's just a disappointment in a bowl. I I don't have anything else. We've argued about this enough. I, Pickle can answer the question. His question. I don't know what his yeah, favorite Pickle, is. Whatever. I feel like I'm about to lose control. I hate Pickle, cereal now. Can you I, don't want to, I hate cereal. Cereal is terrible. <laughs> zero. Give there me, are zero good Pop cereals. Tarts. I don't argue with people. I love are you sure it's not Count Chocula? No, it's not Count Chocula. Oh, it's, gosh. Not Reese Puffs. It's, it's not Count Chocula. All right. If I had a bowl of cereal right well, now, guys, I that's would how, go. That's, that's... <laughs> go ahead. No, go ahead. Sign us off, Scott. No, no, we need to know. This is very important. No, I'd probably have like answer. a bowl of like peanut butter Captain Crunch right now, or like regular Captain Crunch. I love some Captain Crunch, man. Yeah, that does sound good. I cinnamon toast crunch for me. I I like Solid. easy easy mouth Rushmore. Easy mouth Rushmore. Easy mouth Rushmore. We can agree on that one. Absolutely. We can agree on that one. Yeah. It, it's one of those that you can eat dry or you can eat with milk and it's still just as good. Great pick. I, no one's arguing I, your pick. You're you're nope. uh, you're, no you're picking the draft. You take the actually, running back everyone closing, thought you're going to take. Great. I I'm closing Twitch chat right now so I don't see anyone who gets upset with my answer and tries to debate me on that. All right. No. Well, guys, what do you want to share? What do you want to share before we leave? Coyote, floor is yours. You got 30 seconds. Tell me something important. Uh, I just want to thank you guys for having me and Pickle. Uh, glad Pickle and I can have some more time this week together since we didn't have our normal time on Monday. Uh, I appreciate everyone in Twitch chat. Appreciate Rectify. Appreciate you guys. Uh, thanks for having us. I uh, an OG Pickle is a poop face. All right. Classy. Yeah. All right, Pickle, what about you? 30 seconds. Ready to go. Uh, thank you, Poop Mouth. Appreciate you saying that about me. Um, honestly, I just want to say thank you guys. Uh, we don't do it. We, we do it. We do a pretty good job, but you guys are amazing. Like if you guys weren't here, we wouldn't be here. Uh, I mean that we might annoy you sometimes. You might be mad at us sometimes, but I'll be honest with you. Like I, I care for each and every one of you guys. And I mean that wholeheartedly. We want to put our best for four. We want to do great things. And, and without you guys, none of this is possible. Uh, without you, Coyote, you're one of my best friends. And it's cool that we're on the same team. We're there for each other, like through all the stresses that I've been through, the stresses that you've been through. Um, but we, um, uh, we all run through things through all you guys. So thank you guys for inspiring us. And thanks for, uh, you know, watching us. Awesome. No, th that's great. We're, we're so glad to have you guys as part of our group. It, you know, it's, it's been a long road to get to where we are right now. And you guys have definitely been a big part of getting us there. So again, you know, we really appreciate it. Um, as we're closing up here, if you guys are interested in following coyote or pickle, you can follow them on Twitter. Coyote is at Obi one coyote. You can see that scrolling along the bottom there and pickle is, at its OG pickle. So follow those guys on Twitter, find them on Twitch. Uh, you can follow us as well. And uh, that does it for this episode of the Rectify Roundtable. Thank you again, Coyote Pickle, for coming in. Uh, be sure to keep an eye on the Rectify Gaming social channels for more announcements of upcoming shows, as well as news and updates of our esports teams and content creators. We've got actually a lot of stuff going on right now with our esports teams, with uh, with uh, CSGO and Brawlhalla going on right now. So pay attention there. And until next time, I am your host, Scott Anderson. Thank you for watching.